But yeah, basically a lot of shit's happened since the last time we've been in here doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we started out by taking off for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We took now, Christmas week and New Year's week We off. haven't done this since before Christmas, have we? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, yeah, I survived it just fine. We <laughs> had a couple of get-togethers, and uh, I managed to work my way through it. And there you go. Well, it's, uh, and, 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 and at, at my point of desperation one time, I got to thinking, is it about Big Earl's birthday? Is it about time for us to go up to the dealer house? <laughs> no. Oh, not quite. Not. It'll be in February. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it's, oh, it's wait, close. It's tomorrow's February. Yeah. 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 Or, so, Wednesday's Well, it's almost February, <laughs> Earl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think, you know, I don't think we waste any more time because this story is going to take, there's going to be some twists and turns in this story that people are not going to be expecting that Earl hasn't heard firsthand yet. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happened was, was well, hold on a minute now before we get started about this, <laughs> okay? Because there's a lot of things that's happened, yeah, you know. But for Earl, none of it's happened to Earl. Yeah, well, yeah, right, but the rest of it's been around Earl. Yeah, it's, but you don't remember anything that happened to you. Most of it, I don't. For three days, I don't. So just hush and let Caleb tell the story. <laughs> Oh, he gonna know more about it than I do. We'll get to you and your dad burned jump box here in a little while. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to a question and answer here in a little bit. But so about it was two weeks ago today. Uh, we were, and what's funny is, is I thought that morning I said, hey, maybe we should just knock out a podcast today. But you was out of town. Mm-hmm. Josh had something to do, so I was like, me and Dad will come in here and just knock out a quick episode or whatever. And then I got here and I was like, man, I want to plug shit in. So we played golf instead yeah, on the Xbox. Well, about 1230 that night, I get a call from Dad, and he says, Help, I can't breathe. Help. So I get here. took me about four minutes. and uh, Normally about a 15-minute <laughs> scoot. Yeah, I was. Uh, I told Josh that my truck Kilo says it's about, what, nine miles away, ten miles away? Yeah. Yeah. So. My truck says it'll do 120. Uh and it said that for a little bit while I was driving. So it wasn't lying. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> he was going every bit of 120. Yeah. And um, get here, and Dad is in the midst of a traumatic event, which basically Dad had a heart attack. And um, not to make light of all the all you people had a heart attack because. Heart attack can kill you. I mean, yeah. it, it's done it, you know. Uh, and and but I didn't know I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You know, I just couldn't get my breath, catch my breath. You know, and I and I got to a point where I was now I was panicking because I couldn't catch my breath, and that's when I just called Kay on my phone and said, "Help, I can't breathe." And that's about the last I remember that part it never crossed your mind to dial 911 and tell them help you couldn't breathe though did call who 199 why would i call them (laughs) (laughs) kelly got here a whole lot quicker yeah and he brought his defibrillator and you well what i all i had was a pair of jumper cables (laughs) but the problem was dad was on the back deck and the truck without the cables i had weren't quite long enough (laughs) and i didn't know how to if see i would have called you I felt like time was of the essence. And yeah, it would have taken Florida. me a while to get here. I was going to yeah. say, and also I didn't want to wake you up. So I said, uh, on my way here, I called 911. Because uh, actually, first I called Josh. 
And then I called 911, which kind of leads, you know, we ought to get our priorities straight because dad didn't call 911. I didn't call 911. Nobody yeah, called You guys got to do better in emergencies. Yeah. 911 first, then. Yeah. That's understandable, though. I'm be honest with you. First time something like this. You know, when you call 911, you know what she says? What's your emergency? Well, maybe I was having a heart attack. I couldn't talk. Right. So what am I going to tell her? They'll send somebody. And that's, yeah, they'll send somebody. That's right. But then she's going to want to talk some more. What's your address? I'm having a heart attack. I can't talk. You know, so she she don't have to ask all them questions because you're right. They're going to send somebody, you know, so quit asking me questions. That's right. I don't call 911. Call Kaylee. Him answer them questions and them yeah. people because he can answer them. I yeah. couldn't. Well, at least they got somebody on the way who's got, you know, long enough jumper cables yeah. and maybe, you know, some medication that might be prudent to whatever your emergency might be. I right. mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you bleeding out, they might have a tourniquet. Some gauze, tourniquet. Gauze, you know, or, or you know, so. Hydrogen peroxide. I, see, I didn't know what was going on. He just could, you know, he needed help. So on the way up here, I thought, man, maybe he got cut real bad and I need to rub some dirt in it. So I grabbed a handful of dirt running up the stairs. <laughs> and uh, once I figured out that wasn't it, I, you know, threw it at Skillet. Hey, but. Chunk the dirt. Yeah. So, uh. On the way, I called 911, and I said, uh, hey, I need somebody to this address. Uh, and they said, what's going on? I said, I don't know. Dad called me, said he needs help. Uh, I, and they said, okay, we'll get somebody on the way. I said, where are they coming from? Which, looking back, is probably not a great question because I'm calling 911. So it don't matter where they're coming yeah. from. She said, uh, they're coming from the hospital, which is about two miles away, three miles maybe. Three miles tops. And I said, uh Okay, she said, why? I said, I can get him there in about 30 seconds if they're coming from anywhere else. She said, no, no, they're coming from the hospital. So I got here, and about a minute and a half after I got here, they got here, which was good because I don't know what to do, which is about 95% of my life. I don't know what to do. I just kind of guess, you know, and hope. I'm the same way when I'm cooking pasta. I don't really know what to do with pasta. Yeah. I don't know. You put butter in there or not? You put a little drop of oil in there or don't you? Yeah. I've heard it both ways. Both. And then how long do you let that, how how long does it bubble? Nine minutes for like Well, see, that's that's what I'm thinking. Nine, ten minutes. No, it says 13 minutes on. Well, I got my my phone out watching every minute go by. Mm -hmm. Waiting on 13 minutes to go by. And then I get it out and it tastes like rubber. I'm thinking, should have been 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, they need to put, hey, check your water temperature. If it's not 600 degrees, then, you know, you only need to go about six minutes. Yeah, emergencies are kind of like that. You know, you just don't. I feel like, you know, obviously emergency personnel are trained to handle stuff like that. But, yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, man, everybody, everybody should have to take a first aid course. You had to. Yeah. But here's the other thing you're talking about, uh, pasta. And <laughs> I don't know how we got to pasta, but <laughs> and these these uh, emergency medical people. Have you ever noticed when they get out of Amos, they don't run? No, they just trotting Rolling in. You yeah. know, they don't get no big guys hurry. Well, I feel like that actually kind of calms me a little. It calmed me down, like because they. Like it, it didn't do what damn with me. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> you I mean, I was thinking, y'all run, <laughs> hurry. That's what I'm thinking. You know, and they, you know. It's saunter, hugging you know, through here. Sauntering on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, see, I imagine it like I feel that same way. I'm like, why don't y'all hurry up? But then I then I make sense of it to myself by saying, well, you know, if I had somebody coming in that was, uh, you know, just say going to war, you know, something serious, kind of like an emergency, Earl, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want the guy coming in like a Tasmanian devil. I wouldn't want that guy leading my, you know, group. I would want the guy who's more like an assassin, real calm, calculated. Cool, calm and collected. You know, he knows what he's doing. So I feel like. See, yeah, you saying that, that now that until you had a real emergency. Because what I was hoping is, I was hoping that guy, I, I was hoping I could just see him with one eye. I was hoping he'd bust down the front door, run just as hard as he can, knocking the table, the sofa, everything out of the way to get to me, run through the back door, knock it plumb off the hinges and grab hold of me. Mister, are you okay? Yeah. That's what I wanted. And then you would have looked at him and been yeah, like, Yeah, I say, No, no. Talk. See, uh, but <laughs> my God, thanks for getting here in 7.2 seconds. That's a good <laughs> that's, point. That's because what I thought. I mean, I have this technique that I use sometimes in um, stressful situations. Not really, didn't apply here because it wouldn't have helped at all. But say if Carrie gets upset about something at work and she comes home and she's telling me about it, and, you know, and she's. And she don't really cuss, but she's like, Man, it just really pissed me off. And I'm like, Well, fuck, go hit him. Yeah, fuck him up. Hit him with a yeah. bat or something. And then she's like, whoa, what are whoa, you so big mad fella. about? <laughs> and it calms her down because I lost my shit. Because you went madder. You went exactly. to the next level of you mad. You got to take it so up and I, I used to use that same tactic as a supervisor. Yeah, but When somebody came to me with a problem, I would try to think of what's the most extreme solution to this. Mm-hmm. In other words, if they didn't like that, you know, Joe Blow was drinking 12 cups of coffee today. All right, let's get rid of the coffee pot. Yeah, no, yeah. they drank coffee too, you know. Right. Yeah, no, we should so, get rid of the, we should get rid of coffee in general. Like, we know, should put the a whole damn plant. No more coffee. No coffee. You know, yeah. that's, and that's, that's just, yeah. You know, if that's if that's the issue, then mm-hmm. let's get rid of coffee altogether. No drinking on the job of any any fluids any liquid at all. other than water. And, and even then, that, of course, they start backing off and you, 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 you find out mm-hmm. they're just mad about something else other than that. I, I thought that technique raising the baseline. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think that would be good in uh, you know the emergency. But yeah. the good thing about it is, they was. I, I think I saw nine of them come in here. They might not have been that many. <laughs> nine. There were. But I think you might I have mean, been seeing double. But yeah. Well, I don't know, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, I there mean, was six of them. Yeah. Plus six. Me. So. And, and here's the other, here's the other thing I got. You know, it, it, I mean, it don't matter. I'm glad now, but. Uh, like they bring the fire truck every time, just yeah. in case you start yeah. a fire while, you, yeah. Yeah. You while you're wobbling fire, around. Fire will just break out. You yeah. never know. Mm-hmm. Fire's wild, just in <clears> case <throat> if one gets loose or something. You know, somebody has oxygen too close to an open flame. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I think they get them fire trucks out because they don't use them no other time. You know, once a year they, at Christmas time, they, somebody's tree gets on fire. Yeah. Other than that... They don't use them no other time. No. So they going to start taking them out every time they wreck. Yeah. You see a wreck, yeah. there's a fire truck oh, yeah. there. Well, they you know, they, they uh, have to log so many hours a month <clears throat> just to keep the truck, you know, lubed up and, and functioning. There we go. Oh, so I knew Earl would, would know. That's why they did that, I think. They, they realized <laughs> the uh, firemen were, I mean, they didn't have a lot of work to do. I mean, you didn't have a lot of, I mean, there's yeah, not yeah. a ton of fire. Another thing I didn't know is, and I still don't, but like when 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 you call like you call nine one one, and and that girl whoever answered you know says well what's your address or where where, how do they decide who's gonna go? They call the hospital and say, you got anybody standing around or? 
can you send somebody, oh, you know, like or how they do that? It's yeah. just a pager, and then you <clears throat> hop in, and they probably got it on your GPS already. That would be more, most efficient, but I, I doubt I, it's that way. Yeah, I think they have a program that says here, you know, it shows GPS locations, like I said, that says we got an ambulance sitting over in Westminster, we got one up in Salem, we got two at the hospital, and one down here next to Clemson. And they say, all right, the emergency's right here, coming from the hospital yeah. is where we want Get to Get in the van, let's go. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I would think they've got that. That's what I would expect. Well, since you know all about these ambulances, so well, how do they decide when they're going to turn on the sirens and the lights? Because I don't want to be riding no ambulance with not without. If yeah, if I'm gonna ride in, I want that. I want the works. I want the works. I want the siren. I want the lights. Little did you know, you, you took a ride them. with that and without it. Yeah, <laughs> you took two. Well, see, there 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 yeah. are rules about that too. Now I don't know that that what I'm saying. Somebody when y'all made up these rules, no, Earl, we who? didn't make up oh. rules. They, but like in Westminster, for example. Where they put the new fire department back over there on the back street over there behind where the old Jansen plant was. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's all residential, you see. They aren't supposed to turn on their siren. I don't know about lights, but yeah, the yeah. siren until they get down to 123. Right. right. Mm-hmm. In other words, they jump. Well, they're going to wake up somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's which courteous. there's no need. There's, I mean, the siren does no benefit until you go up a back street with no traffic on it. Right. You want the lights and siren. For, for traffic purposes, so that people right. see and or hear you coming. But when you're going up a street that's got nobody on it at 12 o'clock at night, 1230, yeah. whatever this was, there's no need for sirens and then lights you just be because there's no traffic yeah, I was gonna say, to you just get out of way. a mess at that point. Yeah. All right, hold up. I'm going to call bullshit okay. on it right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, first of all, don't take me because I'm not a good example, but take somebody <laughs> like you. If 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 ambulance come to your house, all right. Everybody in Westminster is gonna be texting each. I don't care what. It's two o'clock in the morning. I don't care. Everybody in Westminster is gonna be texting. What's wrong with Earl? Where's Earl? What happened to Earl? The whole thing. You might as well turn on the siren, the light, everything. That way, everybody know something happened to Earl, and they don't have to text. They just call it. Hey, what happened to Earl? Or they got on their front porch. Well, you, got, you got to put that into context. At the moment, I think all Earl's going to care about is are they taking care of Earl? Yeah. Now, whether Joe Blow and see, all my at, friends see, and loved you, ones, you made my point for me. You made my point for me. Earl's in the back of this hamlet. Earl's thinking, I don't give a damn about nothing. Say, Earl, and get me to the hospital. Turn on them lights and them sirens and let's go. Yeah. See, them lights and them sirens ain't going to benefit mm-hmm. anything at all. They just letting people know, hey, we're working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we coming, yeah. and we coming, and we coming, and we coming in hot. Light, so them lights and sirens is for the benefit of everybody else. Yeah. Now I tell you this much: I did, you know, most of the time because I live on a main road, kind of like all of us. Uh, I can't stand hearing them things go by at the middle of the night. Well, but and that's that what night, people complain about: is why do you need a siren? Yeah. At one o'clock in the morning when there's not a headlight the inside people, nor the a people, inside. Scare the deer. The people complaining are not the people inside the ambulance. That's right. correct. Yeah. That night, I couldn't have been more thankful to hear that sound. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's one of those things you complain about till it's you, and then you're that, like, oh, well, I kind of get it now. That's I kind of get it. So I understand. I'm done complaining about that. I'm not doing that now. Well, so, uh, and, and nobody knows, uh, I don't think, just a few, few people in – but my lights went out 
at about 12:30, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, from from that was on Saturday night, I guess. Saturday night, which is really Sunday morning. Understand for, for y'all. The clock works. I, yeah, I got it. Till Tuesday morning, about 6:30, my lights was out. I was gone. I was. I was. I, I, you. I, any, whatever you said happened happened because I wouldn't know the difference. If you said it happened, well, it happened. Yeah. All right. But I do remember the last thing I remember is I was on the back deck and they had one of them, what you call them, gurneys, one of them things. You know what I'm talking about, Earl. Yep. They had one in it. They says, well, sit down right there. Well, I guess I didn't sit down. I actually slid down, I kind of laid down as I sat down. And the dam, I mean, the thing was still up, so I was kind of laid down, you know, a little bit, but not too much. And I could look out, I could look out, look through my whole house, through the room, and I could look out the front door, which was open, and it was 28 degrees, and I'm paying the heating bill. <laughs> but anyway. That's what really pissed you off. <laughs> I thought if I could have hollered, I'd shut the damn door, but I, I couldn't get it out. But I could look through there, and I could see the fire truck and ambulance. It is right out here in the middle of the road, blocking the road and everything. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, so, you know. And I could see that right there, and that's the last thing I remember. Except, I remember looking at Josh and Kay, their face, in, or I guess Kay. And, and, and <clears throat> Kay had this, smirk ain't the right word. It's It's, it's more of a... Oh no, that kind of look, you know, and that's the last I remember. So what that was all about, I guess we gonna find out after a while. Like a grimace. <laughs> yeah, it was a grimace. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh, so the ambulance gets here, the the paramedics come in, and uh, is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was sitting there thinking they're not flying in like on a. You call paraplegics? Is that what? What'd you say? No, that would not have been helpful at that point. That would have honestly. That's what they were coming to get. Yeah, yeah. they would have stopped at the stairs and been like. Honestly, if one of them would have showed up, I'd have been pissed. I'd have been like, "What in the hell are you doing here?" Mm -hmm. What about Pete? Who? Pete. Pete. Yeah. Oh well, now yeah, Pete. Okay, so paramedics come in and they but like y'all were saying they don't rush in they just kind of sauntered in and i thought about like when he when they were doing it i was like let's, let's go and that y'all remember that book um no it's the one where uh it's like an old book like an old story it was called the bible it's called the bible but they it's i think they use saunter in there which is uh sauntered tom sawyer and huck hogan <laughs> yeah yeah that's in there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I okay. remember Huck Hogan yeah. All right. in the book. And yeah. I thought when he said that, I was Huck like, yeah. Hogan said the N-word, I think. That's, yeah. that's what. That's about the, Jim. Yeah. And that's, that, but none of that, okay, that's irrelevant. Yeah. So the paramedics get him and they take off, right? There's firemen still left kind of. Hold up. You yeah. talking about me or now Huck Hogan and no, Huckleberry? No, no, no. You, uh, they took you off. Oh, oh, oh. I was just thinking about Saunter. No, uh, the. What's that, Cadbury Egg book? <laughs> Canterbury Tales. Saunter's in there. Not, oh, okay. not Tom Sawyer. So uh, they take off, and the fire truck and firemen are still kind of hanging about. You they know, will like, make sure there's no fire. Yeah, yeah. basically. They're, they're just waiting. They're all going. I don't smell no smoke. Yeah, I think they have to wait like five minutes after yeah. everyone else leaves. They yeah. have to wait another five minutes to make sure there's no fire pops off. 
and uh so they leave and i'm like or they're getting ready to leave i said what do i do now and they're like oh well, they're going to the hospital i was like okay um, i guess i should go there they're like, yeah get what are you doing get in the car <laughs> so they're like we can't take you you know we have shit to do we gotta go put out fires you guys can't just take me up there yeah so we get there or i get there and now i'm in a mode of all right we've got dad some help and people know what they're doing it's not just me you know not knowing what i'm doing things have dramatically improved yes. the situation is much much yes. better so i get to uh, the hospital and on the way i'm sitting there thinking i need to call josh again and i need to call mom but i don't want to call and freak them out you know so i decide let me go in assess the situation hold, hold on let me ask you something mm-hmm. you didn't want to freak them out yeah <laughs> so, so i'm in the hospital mm-hmm. having a heart attack mm-hmm. with with the thing i don't know didn't know that at the time. number 12 tube down my throat mm-hmm. you know probably didn't know that at the time either nope. yeah I, I didn't know any of it no, you know I meant caleb, I didn't, caleb know didn't know either. yeah but you didn't want to freak nobody out right Okay. What I wanted gotcha. to do is basically, because I'm already free. You're going to ease them into it. Yeah. I am losing my shit in my mind because I don't know what's happening, and I've never dealt with anything quite like this. So I'm thinking, now I'm trying to rationalize. All right, I need, you know, it'd be nice to have somebody here, but also I don't want to call them and say, hey, get here right now. I don't know what's going on because that was kind of what happened to me, and that I didn't like that feeling. So I was like, don't let me do that. So I go – about 20 15 20 minutes doctor comes out he's like hey uh let me talk to you about uh what's going on with your dad okay so he comes out and he tells me he's like uh, pretty sure he had a heart attack uh congestive heart failure um double pneumonia uh, he's got fluid on his lungs and something else other than that he's gonna be other than that he's doing great yeah <laughs> no, another typical saturday night for your man yeah. and so <laughs> He tells me all that, and we're sitting in this little room. It's just me and him, and he says, Now, I know I just told you a lot of bad stuff. Do you have any questions? And my response was, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I said, Is he going to be okay? He said, He's very sick. I said, I kind of gathered that by all the other shit you just told me. Yeah, that's not the answer I was looking for, but all right. Yeah. I said, Okay. Do I need to go call my mom? Where's your mom? She's at work. Yeah, you probably need to go ahead and call your mom and tell her to come up here. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing. What answer that you would give to that? Mm-hmm. Like, why did he ask that? Like, where is your mom? Yeah, like, probably. The, he's probably thinking the same thing. The lady answered 911 said, where's the ambulance coming from? Mm-hmm. What the hell does it matter? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's what he's well, going. That's from what the doctor, doctor standpoint, yeah. you know, probably 90, 95% of the households, mm-hmm. you know, your father's at home at midnight on Saturday night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's usually right there nearby somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Good. But that's what he was going to do. Why, you know, hey, why is he, not are they divorced? Now. Yeah. You know, does she not have a clue what's going You know, she why is your mother not involved already? Yeah. So I can understand his She's question. somewhere stripping? What's she doing? Well, I was, see, I'm, the the to- I'm totally opposite because I'm thinking, the doctor's thinking, your mom her ass is home in the bed and your dad had a heart attack in the next room and she laying in the bed yeah call her and get her ass up that's that's what i'm thinking that could have been his line of thinking i don't know so i decide okay now i got to call my mom because he didn't say yeah your dad's gonna be okay 
So now I'm freaking out even more. But I'm, you know, I'm cool like a damn swimming pool. You know what I'm saying? I call up mom. Now it's 12, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Call mom. She picks up. I said, hey, what are you doing? At one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you heard it work. What they you never doing? call each other. One. They never call. It's always text. Yeah. Yeah. What you doing? What you doing? She said, uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm working. working. <laughs> what do you think What's I'm doing? wrong? And then I said, well, I got dad up here at the hospital, and uh, pretty sure he had a heart attack. They got him up here now, taking care of him. But uh, if you want to just come on up here, you know, doctor told me to tell you to come up here, and she said, oh. I said, yeah. I said, you ain't got to come up here, you know, mock Jesus. You ain't got to, you know, do like I did. But just come on up here. She said, oh, okay, I'll be there in, in a few minutes. I said, okay. So she gets there, and, and I kind of tell her what's going on. And now I hadn't even seen Dad since we left here, you know, the house. But by the time Mom gets there, they've already took me back to let me see him, and he's, you know, out of it. He's laying there. He's got tubes and wires and damn electrodes and am on a ventilator yeah and i got that thing down my throat mm-hmm. you know what the damn my throat you know them things that uh, on the you know end of your down spouts them black pipes mm-hmm. they had one of them down my throat <laughs> yeah it wasn't quite that big but same concept yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah I've seen it. but they uh so then i was freaking out kind of because now i'm seeing it and then they said uh hey we're going to no, the little nurse in there was very awesome. She was very, she probably younger than me, younger than you, and just super. Just telling me, hey, this is what's going on. This is kind of what we're doing. And uh, she said, we got him on, uh, and then there was another nurse in there who wasn't that great. And she said, yeah, we got him on um, propofol uh, to sedate him. I said, oh, okay. Now I, being astute, know what propofol is. You, she, <laughs> you, you probably wasn't sure, but you've had it before. <laughs> yeah, she felt like she needed to elaborate, and I said, "Oh, okay." And she said, uh, "You know yeah. what propofol is?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> she said, okay, well, yeah. "Do you know what propofol?" Is? I said, uh, "She said the Michael Jackson drug." I said, "Maybe don't phrase it that way." You know, when this is still kind of touch and go. Yeah, because he, he he died. Yeah from it he died from it so maybe we don't compare it to that <laughs> right maybe we don't then a few minutes later they come in and uh they're getting his levels all stabled and because he set some records with his levels they're getting him all stable and then a nurse comes in and says uh wins the award ceremony for the record you've set <laughs> yeah well he did that previously too the last time he went to the uh the hospital he said in an they emergency are. situation yeah. yeah we uh then another nurse comes i'm all in. about them records Earl. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell it. and she says uh hey we're gonna go ahead and give him a shot of this uh fentanyl as well and i'm like mm, that's not good <laughs> fentanyl that's what I told him. I was like, don't worry. It's medical grade. It's liquid. It's not on the streets. You know, powder kill you. Yes. Yeah, they, they know how to administer it. So None of that really mattered at that point to me. Josh could have told me it was damn nerd rope they shooting in him. So you were there by this time? No. I don't think I was, though. He was not. So, so I wasn't there to tell him, you know, fentanyl, oh, you weren't there to be the fentanyl the being different than the street fentanyl. No. Yeah. And uh, so they're doing all this stuff to dad. And then mom gets there and we're back there, you know, waiting, uh, kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do, you know. And so we ask again, they're like, uh, uh, we're like, hey, you know, 
is he going to be all right? Or they're like, well, we got him sedated right now, so, uh, you know, uh, we're going to try to either transfer him to Greenville to get, you know, some, be- you know, more heart care or well, you got to remember that uh keep him here the, 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 everything we've told you so far has happened in what six hours at the most no, at the very everything most that we've told you so far has happened in about an hour and a half <laughs> at, at the most yeah see there you go trying to keep an end timeline when you don't even know I, what's I was going out, on. I, I was, yeah i mean but i'll expedite a little bit of it because if i tell this story the full story it'll be a damn movie yeah. and uh so, so they get him uh they get his levels you know Get him stabilized. That's what they got him. They That's got him stabilized. When he got it. there, his blood pressure was 230 over 180. Which, that's, uh, that's not good. No, that's mm. a little on the high side. His um, oxygen level was 61. His, What's that supposed to be, you know? I think he's supposed to be above 93. Yeah, mm-hmm. 90s. So he was at 61. I wasn't getting enough air on Brain damage again. Uh, again. Yeah. Started Keyword again. being again. Again. <laughs> and uh, this one, semi-self-inflicted maybe. The previous one's for sure self-inflicted. Um, his body temperature was 90, 93. Well, that's because we skipped a step when <laughs> was up there. <laughs> that's because that damn front door was open. It's 28 yeah. degrees outside. Yep. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to, you know... Now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, kind of throw any shade toward you. But when I got here, I thought, that, you know, now listen, in my in my defense, I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Okay, and I had double pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he had no clue. That cut me a little slack. Either. So when I got here, I run up the stairs and run out to the porch, and Dad is sitting there. Uh, again, it's 28 degrees outside, 1230 in the morning. Not a damn soul in sight, except me and Dad. Let's kill it. Dad is, uh, has no clothing on. So, oh, naked, Earl. Yeah. Naked. On the porch, 28 degrees outside, you know. And so I'm sitting there thinking, oh, damn. And he tells me he can't breathe. And I said, well, all right. So That's because you're naked, fool. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I can't breathe out either. So <laughs> he said, I can't breathe. And so I put my hand on his chest. I said, you just got to take some deep breaths. And, it, and he tried, and it wasn't working. Like like I hadn't tried that before. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is take some deep breaths. Well, shit, I didn't think well, about that. I thought, yeah, when I said that, I thought, that's fucking stupid. He's been trying that for an hour. And so I thought, well, maybe I can, you know, whatever. And so then I realized, well, he's, he's got to go to the hospital, so I better get him some pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I run inside, find him some pants. Hold on a minute now. Yeah. Before you go too far. All right. What? Again, you cut me some slack because I had a heart attack, and I had double pneumonia. And I was outside, and I thought if I could get cold enough, you know how when you know, you <laughs> you go, uh, you know, like you know, when you get. <laughs> you thought it'd come back. I thought, yeah, I thought I'd do that and catch, you know, catch back up. Yeah. You thought you well, could I can't manually that work out for you? I would. My idea was to make it sound like that, that thing at the bank when they send that thing through yeah. there. <laughs> like that right there. If I, can, if I could do that, I could get my breath back. Yeah, you know, get back in rhythm on breathing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work. No. So there I was naked, Earl. Yeah. And, and, and listen, in in. I was naked, and it was 28 degrees, but I was pouring sweat. I mean, oh. I was sweating. Yeah, looked like he had just jumped in a pool and stepped out. No towel. Literally. 
So I'm putting the, you know, helping him get his pants on, and then jogging pants. We're trying to get my jogging pants on. Yeah. You know, oh, you, you needed jogging pants, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just some kind. Well, of I didn't pants. want no blue jeans. I don't want to think I'm gonna, I don't ride a horse or something. Yeah. You know, so, jog miles. Yeah. yeah. So we're tr- I'm trying to get these things on, and me being me, you know, trying not to lose my damn mind because I don't know what's happening. I said, I can't get your pants on. Your toenails are too long. <laughs> well, now we got to cut his toenails. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't laugh, so I knew it was pretty serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we get his pants on, and as soon as we get his pants on, paramedics are coming in the front door. And I was like, I made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barely. They, they didn't have to put his pants on him. And what's funny is, is he you had to wait five minutes for them to stop laughing. <laughs> right. Well, they got him sick <laughs> in bed. So uh, he, when he finally woke up on Tuesday, he was asking a bunch of questions, you know, because he didn't know anything happened. So he said, uh, when we told him he was naked on the porch, he said, I was naked. I said, yeah. I said, don't I got you some pants on before the paramedics got there. He said, when I rode in the ambulance, he said, did I have on – uh, I had my pants on. Did I have on a shirt? I said, no. He said, did I have on a jacket? I said, no. He said, did I have on uh, my shoes? I said, I think somebody took them with you. I said, I don't think you had them on. He said, so all I had on was my pants. I said, damn. I said, it was all I could do to get them over your toenails. I couldn't put your whole damn ensemble together. I said, time was running thin. So, so they got him. And then where are we at now? Uh, well, we are we Tuesday, we already to Tuesday morning, but we I, I can tell right now for the next three Saturdays we're gonna be doing this whole show because oh yeah we done missed so much stuff out on the deck yeah because they ain't told you about Three Finger Pete yet no <laughs> no and see I I don't even know about Three Finger Pete because I I was out of it but they do yeah there's a gentleman that works at Oconee here. <laughs> Old three uh, finger Pete. Yeah, Pete has something going on like like that right there, or maybe like that. I think it was that. Maybe like that. He was disnumbered. You know, he had done gnawed off two of them. Before he became an EMS guy, he was a logger. Logger, yeah. Evidently, but this guy was. They didn't. They don't. He wasn't an EMS guy because you got to have your damn phalanges to do shit. (laughs) And uh, he was Mm -hmm. deficient in that area. He was a respiratory. Therapist? No, like a respiratory sous chef or whatever. He wasn't the main guy, but he was the he second in charge. Yeah, he was the assistant, yeah. probably and a therapy uh, assistant, something like that. So he uh, he now here's the best in. part, Earl. Yeah. You, you gotta remember this is Three Finger Pete now, mm-hmm. okay? And he's the guy that's gonna try to make me breathe. Yeah, out here on the deck. Start with after I'm having a heart attack and I got pneumonia. All right. Three finger Pete gonna try to get me breathing out there, and I can't remember none of this. Yeah. All right, and then tell him what happened. So, what what Pete would do is he would come in about two times a day and uh, you get the ventilator tube and clean it out. Well, basically, it's like a uh, pipe cleaning type thing, or like when you get lint out of your thing with yeah. the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He had to do that. Well, when he did that, it would like cause dad to kind of wake up and he would have to try to cough well he couldn't couldn't no sound was coming out he couldn't expel anything breathing tube in and so but he would stir awake and they also had him handcuffed to the bed with like imagine that, imagine that. <laughs> with like soft handcuffs you know? 
And uh, he used to that. So, <laughs> so he could. They told us they're like, we're gonna put these on him so he doesn't try to pull his breathing tube out. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just make him better. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> they did. They put mitts on him. Oh yeah, then they put like uh, those hamburger helper gloves they had, on it. Yeah, they had a hamburger helper gloves. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah, you know, didn't tell me that. Yeah, I wish I'd know. Why didn't you bring them home? That was a yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have worn them. They're right. from Oconee. Oh, okay. Yeah, they ain't no telling how many people use them. One of them was cut out for three finger feet. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So, oh, like, yeah. so, like they tried to put me some socks on in Greenville. And, no. And and I wear just say a size twelve. Well, the socks were size seventeen and a half. <laughs> I mean, Why? because you had these huge toenails sticking out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> 17 and a half wide. It was made for a fatty. Oh, yeah. So Pete comes in, and I, I don't know where Mom and Josh were. This was the next morning, you know, probably six hours after, the you know, the emergency. Now he's, now he's stable. He's in there. Well, Pete comes in, and I'm the only one in there with Dad at this point. And uh, Pete says uh, – all right, Mr. King, we're going to, uh, you know, clean out whatever. And basically, he runs this tube down the breathing tube, pulls out all the bullshit. And then he says, uh, we're going to do it two times. And, of course, Dad's out. Dad don't know. And I'm sitting there. and But we figured out at this point that when Dad stirs awake, if me or Josh is right there and he can see us, he doesn't freak out as bad. If he just wakes up and we're not, you know, in his line of sight, he freaks out because don't know where he's at, don't know why he's here, don't know why he can't move his hands, why can't I breathe, you know. So, <laughs> you need a guy with three fingers looking at me. <laughs> yeah. So Pete comes over and I go over there and stand beside Dad because I know he's about to stir awake and I want him to see me. And so Pete, you know, does the first thing and he kind of runs it in there and Dad wakes up, tries to call if he can't, and I'm trying to calm him down. I'm like, hey, it's all good, one more time. All you, get, you know, do it two times, one more time and you're done. And Pete says, all right, one more time. You know, runs it down in there again, pulls it out, said, you done, that's it, you did it. And then Pete says, one more time, Goes down there again. I said, well, evidently Pete don't know how to fucking count. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> one, two, two, three. Yeah, I said, now you done. And that was the, the conversation I'm having too, Dad, because he can't respond with Pete three finger pete standing here i don't think he appreciated me saying i don't think pete knows how to fucking count because he did not talk much after that and again yeah please remember that we're just we're just at the most six hours into this ordeal yeah yeah so this is probably going to be a multi-parter like dad said but yeah this, so then we figure out okay uh no then the cardiologist comes in to tell us and explain actually what happened what's going on uh, what i'm doing here is i'm going back to figure out what time it is you first notified me yeah um i'll not use his name because somebody will probably know him but this cardiologist was kind of a dumbass probably a very smart guy but not great at explaining shit so he comes in and um me and Josh are in there. You can only have two people back in the room at a time. So, um, is this a regular? Uh, is this a regular hospital room? This is ICU at Oconee. Intensive care. So you still you were in intensive care from the moment you got there until you woke up Tuesday around lunchtime. And you were still in the ICU technically for another day. So, 
you were only in a regular room for about 14 hours, 16 hours out of the five days. Uh, so the cardiologist comes in, and me and Josh are in there, and he says, uh, hey, who are you? Josh said, I'm Josh. I'm his son. He looked at me and said, who are you? I'm Caleb. I'm his son. Okay, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Uh, looks like your dad had a heart attack. And we're sitting there thinking, yeah, no shit. Yeah, if you have a cardiologist in Oconee County you don't like, it's this guy. <laughs> yeah. It's this guy. <laughs> and so, Everybody uh, knows him. He said, it looks like it was a pretty, uh, I don't know what word he used. He didn't say massive. He didn't say severe. He said pretty large heart attack. We're like, yeah. okay, how do you measure them? <laughs> Very good anyway, explanation. He said, uh, so basically there's some damage here on the left side. And uh looks like he's uh, has an aneurysm on there as well. And the heart should be pumping at 65%, and it's only pumping at 35%. And then he draws a picture of the aneurysm. It looks like a small turd on yeah. like a shittily drawn picture of like Oahu. Yeah. It's just really crazy. It's like a, like, it looks like South Carolina. And then he draws a circle on the side. And he's yeah. like, that's the aneurysm. Yeah. And then he writes 65 and 35. We're like, yeah, we got that part, guy. Yeah. So anyway, he says, uh, says all that. And he says, so we're going to ship him to Greenville. We're like, oh, okay. Cool. You know, great. How are we going to do that? He says, well, they'll send a uh, ambulance. He'll probably go buy an ambulance or something. We're like, or something? We, yeah, what's the we other What are you talking option? about? What's the other option? Anybody got a station wagon? Yeah. <laughs> we can borrow so, I can tell you what the other option cost. <laughs> no. So, so he leaves, and we find the, the – he had a doctor, like, that was the doctor of the intensive care for the day or what i don't know how that works but he was very helpful dr jimmy he came in and re-explained everything that this shitty cardiologist just told us and he said so now we're going to put the transfer into greenville he said they'll send a team from greenville to pick him up and take him back to greenville they're sending the a-team to get me or you hear him yeah so he said it'll probably take a couple hours or whatever and uh we're like okay you know, cool. Let me go back to this aneurysm because this is uh, the only second time I heard this. What did they do about that? Did they cut it out or something? Uh, for as far as we can tell, still they in didn't there? have one. Oh, we didn't have one at all? Nobody in Greenville ever mentioned it. Okay. So I don't know if you just had like a misshapen heart <laughs> or something. But what looked like a biscuit instead of heart. Yeah, like a growth. Yeah. Yeah. And like a growth on it. But. Or just like a piece of biscuit got stuck in the wrong spot mm -hmm. attached to it. But no one in Greenville ever mentioned the aneurysm. So we don't think, I mean, who the hell, what do we know? We're doing a damn podcast joking about it. So um, then the, uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about going to Greenville. Yeah. So Sit the A-team after me. Yeah. So the uh, transport crew. We asked the nurse before the transport people get there. We said, hey, so they just put him in an ambulance and take him there. And she's like, well, there's three options. They can either put him in an ambulance and take him there, or they can put him in an ambulance with lights and sirens and get him there quick, you know, or they could do the chopper. And we're like, get the chopper. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's like, I don't think he needs a chopper. Uh, so probably just go ambulance or lights and sirens. We're like, okay. You know, so we just follow them. And, you know, she said, like, yeah. 
So about and but now minutes. but but <clears throat> they didn't just put me in the ambulance and take me to Greenville, did they? Pretty much. I mean, it was oh, I thought they sent one from Greenville to get me. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. They didn't put you in an Oconee ambulance and just take you straight there. They That's sent good. the team from Greenville. We might have run out of gas or something. Yeah. You know. They sent the team from Greenville to pick him up and take him back. And it took him about 45 minutes to get there, I think. And the, the pace at which all this was happening let us know this is still pretty serious. So there was a group. How many people were there? Five or six? Uh, four. Four. So there's a group of um, – people who show up are like around the nurses station and there's a bunch of people like gathered with them are they all dressed in black and stuff wearing sunglasses and all that that's, I mean, that's what i pictured but they were all dressed in black <laughs> so uh, you've been there before ain't you? <laughs> well, except for the one guy except for the leader of them he was dressed in like a full white uniform right yeah no he had a white shirt on i don't think so i thought he had a black pullover like you had I, th- no I think those were. You the said he had a black pullover that said "leader" or something on it. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're over here at the nurses station talking and whatnot, and we and I'm kind of figuring those might be the guys. So about a minute later, they come to the door, and there's a guy who's got a pullover, kind of like Josh, and it says uh, "critical care unit supervisor." And he comes in and introduces himself. He said, hey, I'm Tim, maybe. And I said, hey, Caleb, Josh, Mom, my dad over here chilling, you know. And uh, he said, we're going to get your dad transported to uh, Greenville. He said, everything's going to be just fine. I was like, that's the first time I'd heard that in, you know, day and a, or half a day. So that made me feel kind of good. Then he introduced me to the main badass, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we call them earlier? The guys with parachute in. Hemoglobins. Paramedics. No, it ain't right. Paramedics. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and he he was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna get your dad ready to transport." He said, "We're gonna take him to Greenville." He said, "It'll probably take about fifty fifty five minutes to get him there." So if you guys want to follow us, you're more than welcome to. Or once we get him there, they'll come to the waiting room and get you whenever he's ready for y'all to come see him. Like, cool. He looks at the supervisor. Supervisor looks at him. He said, all right, you ready to do the transfer? He said, yep, let's do it. He tells the uh, nurses from Oconee, they're like, uh, you need any help? He's like, nope, y'all go stand by the door. <laughs> and so yeah. Removes them. <laughs> he starts looking at all the shit that they got dad hooked up to, and he's reading it out, and the supervisor's punching it in on all their shit. So basically everything he was hooked up to, they had some sort of small device that does the same thing on yeah. the stretcher. Yep. So they had a portable ventilator, they had a portable, you know, IV, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's punching it up, they get it ready, they're testing all their stuff, and then they start unhooking Dad from everything. And so now Dad's just laying there, and he said, all right, we're going to uh, move him over to the stretcher and uh, hook him right back up. So they kind of make sure, I guess, they got it set up, ready, and whatever. Tim grabs... Was Tony the other guy's name? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Tim and Tony. So what we're going to go with. One of them grabs the sheet, the fitted sheet under dad at the where his head is. The other one grabs it at the feet. Pick him right up. Sit him right down. Hook the breathing right, tube right up. Yep. Hooked him right back up to all this shit. And they said, check one other thing. And they said, uh, 
All right, we ready to go? He said, yep, we ready to go. So, all right, we'll see you guys in Greenville in about 50 minutes. Raised him up with the hydraulics. This, and whoop. Yeah, this happened in a matter of the, the from the time they walked in the door to the time they rolled him out to get an ambulance, <coughs> less than five minutes. Yeah. I mean, they were quick. And nothing against Oconee because the nurses are great, some of them. Some of them are shitty. But you could tell that these guys were there for a purpose, knew what they were doing. They're like, Hey, we know what we're doing next. We know what the next step is. Oconee was kind of like, eh, we'll wait and see. <laughs> it's not really what I want to hear. You're not making me feel better. So uh, they got him in the ambulance, and uh, by the time we got to Greenville, I think we were in the waiting room for two, three minutes. Nurse comes out, and he's like, hey, uh, you guys want to come back and uh, see your dad? We got him uh, transferred over to his bed. We're like, yes. So... That's the uh, first part of the story. Yeah. Now we're in Greenville. <laughs> that that gets us. <laughs> that gets us for how many uh, total hours is now? Are we in? Are we, are we even because okay. my, my, I looked at my phone. Mm-hmm. You texted me at twelve fifty three, which is shortly after lunch. Yes. On Sunday. Yeah. And in your statement, you say we're waiting. We're we're at Oconee now, waiting on transfer to Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we they probably left the hospital at like one forty five ish. So and they got there mm-hmm. at say three. So we we not but twelve hours. Thir- like fifteen something like 12, that. fifteen hours into this whole or- ordeal. Yeah. 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 At twelve thirteen, you say uh, we are in Oconee now, waiting for a transfer to Greenville. They have his blood pressure pretty stable and have him sedated so he can rest with. Pulling without pulling out his ventilator tube, I will keep you posted with any new updates. Yeah. You may have to put him down. May have, have to, may <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there thinking, I got to text all these people and give them updates about what's going on. And uh, but then again, I was like, I don't want to freak them out. I got, I got to quit thinking about that. If I'm freaked out, you're gonna be freaked out too. Damn it! Yep. Don't matter. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna lose my circumstance. Shit. So, yeah, so now we've got him to Greenville, and uh, this is where it kind of... Things get cloudy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just a lot of shit to remember. So, luckily, Josh was there. and That didn't he, help the memory part, well, though, did it? He's got cabinets that are not as full as they once were, so... Yeah, they sent he does a, remember they sending a restoration stuff. team for my file cabinets upstairs, so this, they're doing better. They're just not, you know, not 100% yet. Yeah. Um, well, I look forward to the rest of this story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Paul Harvey and the rest of the story. I, 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 I sure hope nobody would embellish any of these stories and, and, uh, well, at so your far. expense. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm, I, that wouldn't happen, I'm sure. Nope. Everything that we have told up until this point has been 100% factual. Yeah. So, and that is the scary part yeah. because all those numbers those are real numbers all those you know me freaking out you yeah. setting records is a good way to put it but the records weren't good like it was yeah it was not it was apparently not oh, good so there for a second before we you know shut this one down uh dad we're talking about him setting records a couple of years three four five years ago uh, dad was not feeling well and said uh he was thirsty Real thirsty. Yeah, he couldn't get. It. He couldn't quench his thirst. 
finally decided. I I've, been in, I've been with him on several Friday and Saturday nights with that exact same scenario. Yeah. So I can relate to that. Yeah, this one, that's what worried me, though, is because this one was with water. Oh, you couldn't yeah, get Lord. enough water. I was like, it, oh, this was on a leave. this was on a Saturday, and uh, I was feeling real bad Saturday morning, just wore out. And finally, I called Tracy. I said, "Just come and get me and take me to the emergency room." And so Tracy did. She come and got me and took me to the emergency room in Greenville, because we don't we don't go to Oconee. We went to Greenville. Yeah, unless it's so. dire straits and <laughs> Kay don't know what the hell to do. So. Oh yeah. Didn't really have a choice in that one. Yeah. This one we did though. This one we did. So took you to Greenville right away. <clears throat> yeah, I don't tell the rest of the story. Oh. I mean. Well, I I was out of town. I was on vacation, so I don't know. But Josh uh was there or was getting there or something. Uh, and apparently that's when they discovered that he had diabetes. Had diabetes pretty severely also because his blood sugar was... Had never in my life been diagnosed or mentioned BTs around me. I mean, no idea. Yeah, and uh, it was about to like, hit four digits, like 1,000. <laughs> and any time you're over like 300, I think they're like, whoa. Especially <laughs> once you hit like 400, they're like, whoa, we got to do something. His was like 900. So yeah. they were like... We don't, oh! we don't, yeah, we don't know how. That's he's basically not what that nurse said. Diabetic. Oh, oh, Mr. King. Yeah, how are you functioning right now? It is, is, and, and they telling me like now. I ought to know this stuff. Well, you ought to know what your number is. Why in the hell would I know? Yeah. I thought nine hundred is good. <laughs> yeah. I always try to score as high as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she says, uh, Mr. King. Usually, people with uh, if they come in and their uh, their numbers over five hundred, usually they leave in a body bag. I said. Well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I came here for. <laughs> and she said, Mr. King, your number was 968. Did I win anything? <laughs> what do I get, a plaque? Yeah. <laughs> she said, we're going to have to. animals? I want the big one. Yeah, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to start doing stuff to you. <laughs> and they did. They started doing stuff. stuff. You know, we're going to have to shoot you up with some insulin and stuff and I didn't know what insulin was. I thought insulin was that stuff bees make. What you call that stuff, you know? Yeah. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that stuff. And well, well, put some in me, I guess. I mean, you know. Top so, me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's how that whole thing started. So that was started. the first record, you know, blood sugar yeah. being so high. And then this time he had some. Yeah, he apparently good. there's a, uh, the nurses were telling us that there is i don't remember i don't remember you know i remember some of this stuff pretty vividly but some of it she told me what it was called right there's a number a marker in your blood when they test it like triple e or something but it's not yeah. that it's like that though right and uh that number is supposed to be between zero and zero point zero four that's your alcohol blood tent you probably gonna peg that meter on this one see there you go yeah so it's a real narrow you shouldn't have any i don't think but then it, if it you do have this some particular it be enzyme zero four yeah that's that's high that's probably having a heart attack point yeah. zero four so uh they said dad's number point three yeah dad's number was a hundred <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what we so, said too we were like yeah what? they said that they had never seen a number that high which kind of like the blood sugar thing never seen somebody leave with a number that high not they said that deceased yeah they said that every person that was working in the lab that night was told, hey, whatever you're working on, 
Push it to the back. Do <laughs> this first. Look at this. Yeah. Y'all gather around. Gather around. I want y'all to look. So, See what uh, other high numbers he has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Blood pressure. Damn, that's pretty high. Body temperature. That's kind of low. Oxygen. Holy cow, that's low too. Really. He's not doing well. Yeah. And I guess that's why the doctor told me he's very sick. Well, that's the reason I want to know, ask all these questions about because I want to make sure somebody's with me all the time. Because I, I didn't want you, nobody to be in there and me be strapped up to this table and, you know, them parading in. There he is right there. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, guess yeah. what number he guess You know what that no number pictures, was? No pictures, please. Yeah. No pictures. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Let him rest. <laughs> well, I think next week we'll uh, probably finish this story. That way we can. I don't think we're going to finish it next week. <laughs> Because we ain't but 12 hours into it. I mean, it it lasted a week, didn't it? It's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. You were in there for five days, I think. You came home Friday night at 9 o'clock-ish or so is when I got. Yeah. So, well, we'll tell you more next week. (laughs) Like Paul Harvey. I still have it. I still have his recorder with me. It recording everything we say. Uh, We'll tell him about that. (laughs) For the rest of the story, tune in next week.